What's up, IBT family? Week 13, it started with a bang, and we're going to keep it rolling with our start sits and sleepers. Let's have a day. It's the IBT podcast coming at you. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves. Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is Feel Good Friday, December 1st, barely. Seth Wilcock back with you, and we're coming at you pre-recorded today, and I apologize about the inconvenience. We love having this show live. We love hanging out with y'all live in the chat. Um, but Xfinity, they strike again here this week. Emailed me earlier uh, today and said, hey, you're going to have some outages tomorrow. So I didn't want to risk it. And we're like, all right, let's get together after Thursday night football. Let's do this thing. And the game happened to be bonanzas having to go super long so we are in the wee hours of the morning right now um if you guys do want to ask questions the best thing i can say is either a head over to the fancy football advice network create an account ask us questions over there me and my ibt gang are in there uh, and a lot of great other folks that can answer your questions or just leave a comment here on youtube in the actual video and we'll get to it over the weekend as well um, also joining us tonight is someone who I just consider a fill-in host at this point. He's slinging Yoders. <laughs> he's slinging country music. He's slinging fantasy football advice with the best of them. The founder of the fantasy football advice network. He's Tyler Bradley. What's up, Tyler? What's up, man? What a game tonight. There's so much going on. It's, you know, one o'clock in the morning. I got the blue ice lights in the back because... Yes. Winter has come, and I don't know about you guys in Pennsylvania, but even here in Memphis, it's chilly. You know what's I mean? chilly for you? It's like fifty-five <laughs> there, isn't it? No, 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 no. We've we've been in the we've been close to thirty. You know, like okay, okay. To thirty. That, that that's a little chilly. You know, when it anytime I walk out in the morning and like my windshield's iced and I gotta like dethaw my truck. You know, that's chilly. That's chilly enough. Now. We ain't like, you know, uh, one of our riders is up in Canada and he's like, dude, it's like five degrees here today. Yeah. I'm like, bump that, bro. I'm not in, not for that game. But yeah, man, uh, glad to be here. It's always a pleasure coming on the show and hanging out with you guys, hanging out with you, Seth, hanging out with y'all's wonderful, uh, you know, people at IBT and uh, and all the people that tune into your show. So uh, super excited for tonight and uh, always glad when I can come on with y'all. 
Hell yeah, man. Happy to have you. And we're loaded today. We are absolutely loaded. We are going to talk about Thursday night football. We're going to recap the game. We're going to get in my starts and sits for the week. And then we're going to bounce over to the Fantasy Football Advice Network. And we're going to check out some of the questions over there. And uh, like I said, over the weekend, we'll continue to work, answer your guys' questions if you have them. Uh, if you're catching the show, we're going to pre- uh, premiere it here at 2 p.m. like our usual time. But thank you guys for all the support. We had another big week and, and some, some gains on subscribe front so thank you so much for that that is very much appreciated uh shout out to the south Harmon guys again we had them on earlier this week on short notice and it was an electric program so uh thank you guys again and let's go ahead and hit it here tyler let's get into front and center and talk about the thursday night football game of the year of the century of your lifetime let's let's break it down sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do I gotta say, man, I think the drops for this program get me even more pumped up at 2 a.m. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready to go. And if you're here on YouTube, you're seeing Tyler. He's just holding up a CD Lamb framed autograph jersey. Thank you, Tyler. I have I have one just like that actually on my wall. I won from you guys at the expo here, a Tyreek Hill one. But yeah, CD Lamb, the king of the night. And what a game this was, man. This is one looking back at it. Cowboys, they outlast the Seahawks 41 to 35, 76 total points in this one. The Cowboys now have scored 40 points in 50% of their games, six of 12 this season. And just great offenses. We saw great offenses. This kind of reminded me of, I would almost say four or five years ago, uh, the game we saw on Monday night that had Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff when Goff was back with the Rams. Kind of reminded me of that. Um, nine for 14 from the Seahawks on third down, and then the Cowboys, eight for 14. So just uh, efficient all the way around, but a shit ton of flags, Tyler. There were so many penalties in this game. There were three flags at least thrown, and they picked them back up, and, and they said no penalty. So overall, Dallas gets the win. I, I think Seattle outplayed them. Um, but Dallas, they possessed the ball for 36 plus minutes. What'd you think? Man, it was it was a fun game. You know, I really thought that Dallas would own it. And uh, you know, there was some I mean, somehow Seattle was able to hang in there, you know, like Charbonnet does not like didn't look electric, but he ran fine. Yeah, you know, uh they had a few big plays, you know. Uh, it's funny we were talking about DK on my other show uh, last week, and you know after he had had those couple drops, and we were like, you yeah. know, calling him dishpan hands. <laughs> but then I had a I had a revelation, and I was like, you know what? I was like, DK is the new slant boy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like Michael Thomas's slant boy. DK even tonight his touchdown he ran a slant. Yeah. Caught it and then took off down the well, field. Well, which like, one of them? The first one. Yeah, the, the big one, the money one. Well, the third sure. one, too, was either, it was either yeah, a slant yeah. or a drag across yeah. the field. But, it, you know, it, we were used to seeing DK on the streak routes or, like, you know, like he 
somehow like that's that's this narrative but it's it's changed a lot so anyways dk is the the most frustrating player for people he's boom he's bust and then he's boom again you know so it's like yeah. like i had somebody in one of our leagues it was like you know he's such such a frustrating player to roster he can have an awful game and then he can have three touchdowns <laughs> you know and I think that's the thing with, with DK Metcalf. And let's talk about him in shower beers. This is usually the, the segment where Eric and I, we kick off the weekend with a couple shower beers. You know, we're getting ready, the pregame. And and if we were drinking a shower beer for every player who did good in this one, we would be absolutely hammered. We're not making it out to the bars tonight, Tyler, because um, we're getting absolutely hammered here at the house with all these players that did so well. And DK Metcalf, yeah. the star of the night, as you brought up, 37.9 PPR points for him. He takes a slant, goes to the house, 80, 80 yards in the first half. And then after that, he, he's getting some really nice red zone work again. And, and this isn't surprising for me at all, Tyler. A couple weeks ago, we did our league winner show, and DK Metcalf was one of my league winners. Um, Alexander Madison also was, so let's not hold that against me. But uh, DK Metcalf, like the air yards have been there all season. The red zone uh, targets have been there all season. He's been a valuable piece of this offense. It just hasn't always come to fruition. And you know, down the stretch, they went away from him. I, I don't know if they were just playing that tight of coverage on him. That I think they were doubling him after early on. But if you notice on that last drive, those last two drives, they went away from him. It was Lockett was getting a lot of targets, and it was JSN, and they weren't making the plays at the end of the day. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, I thought there on that last drive, they hit Lockett on that like it was like 16, 20 yard pass. I was like, oh, here we go. They're gonna drive this field, and yeah. Lockett's gonna eat. You know, and they're they're going to get down because Lockett's good for that. It's it's a lot of that. I think actually the addition of JSN has kind of like convoluted that and created some gray area there for Lockett. Yeah. Unless he continues to get more work. But DK obviously has a different position in that offense. He's not, you know, they want to use him. They want to get him out in space. They want to get him running down the field. And uh, so he's always going to have that big play possibility. You know, like – your short routes, your cut routes, your comebacks, that's what you want for Lockett. That's what you want for a JSN. You know, those those big plays, I mean, that's what DK's built for. And so it's always exciting when we get to see that, you know, and we get to see it happen. They get you all the DK owners are like, yes, finally, you know. But there were so many studs in this game, you know. I can tell you one, probably one of the biggest surprises. And, you know, I Dak Prescott has been oh. – Absolutely wow. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I'm talking about we're on a sh- I'm on a show on what was it week uh week six. So week six, I'm I'm live on air and I'm like they're like dog and Dak. They're like Dak. I think I think I was on that program and I yeah. think I either you were on my channel or I was on your channel and we told I told people to drop Dak. I dropped Dak. In my biggest money league, I dropped Dak this year. I had Anthony Richardson. Luckily, I got Howell in that. But, like, yeah, I gave batted. That's my worst call of the season. Well, like, you know, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, play Dak this week. Like, I'm going Dak. Like, it's going to happen, guys. And everybody's like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit over here. I was definitely on that show. I'm going to sit over here on my island, and I'm going to tell you, they have an offense. They're figuring out they're going to get going. So that week – he goes for like uh, what was it, it was like a uh, almost three hundred, it's two hundred seventy-two yards and a touchdown. 
in the air. And then he also had uh, seven rushes for 40 yards. and So two touchdowns right before the bye. Then after the bye, since bye week, just been elected. Dak has thrown, not like the rushing, thrown for 20 touchdowns. Holy, wow, I didn't know it was that many. Yes, 20 touchdowns. So How many I mean, weeks like, is that? Like six weeks, seven weeks? That is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. He's like six in the weeks. MVP conversation now. Right. I mean, like, if, if, if I tell you this, if Dallas somehow wins that yeah. division, they can beat the Eagles in yep. that division. It's a, That's a conversation. But for everybody that has Dak, everybody that took Dak in round five of Superflex drafts or whatever. Ten, like, yeah, ten, 10 in your one quarterback league is probably 10 yeah, or 11. I mean, yeah. Killing it. You're killing it. And it's, it's exciting because everybody's waiting for the fall. Like everybody's like, when's it gonna end? Like this ride's crazy. It's like a thrilling roller coaster, and you're waiting to just come up and park at the end. Like, when's it gonna end? When is Dak gonna go back to the playoff? He looked terrible. He looked terrible to begin the year. Like he just didn't look good either. the The offense as a whole didn't look good. But yeah, shout out Dak. Twenty eight point three PPR points for him. I mean, Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott? Rest of the season. One word. Who you got? I mean. You got to go Dak. And it, it really, let me tell you, it's not a talent thing. It's more of a weapons thing. Like Dak yeah. has weapons. He's getting it to CD. Brandon Cooks has been a great deep, deep play, you know, over the last few weeks. Like a wide receiver three that's putting up a touchdown a game. 16.5 you know, like, points for him tonight too. Yeah, I mean, it's, if I have any, I mean, and everybody was down on Pollard. Everybody was down on Pollard. They're like, Pollard's a bust. He's I, had the touchdown for the last three weeks. Is is it just Dallas? Like, are they unstoppable? Like, everybody can just be fantasy point relevant? Or, you know, are they just riding a, a – are they just on fire right now? You know, like, is it, is it going to be short-lived or is it going to be – can it carry you through your fantasy playoffs? Yeah, Tony Pollard is – I wrote our winners and, and losers article, and I had him as a loser in week 10. But I said, like, hold the faith. I think this is is the bounce-back week, and he's been great since. So 17.3 PPR points for him, getting it done. Jake Ferguson, 19.7. Uh, he was one of my favorite sleepers this offseason. I'm glad to see he has been the real deal. It's streaky sometimes. It's not always great with Ferguson. Like, he is a low-end tight end one, but he has these boom potential. Um we talked about Brandon Cooks and then back to the Seahawks a little bit. Gino, I mean, it came out of nowhere, man. But, it, I, you know, he's still dealing with the elbow issue, it looks like it. But but the dude is gritty. He's going to be out there. Nearly 30 PPR points for him tonight. Zach Charbonnet, 17. DK, as we mentioned, 38. And shout out JSN. I know down the stretch he kind of crumbled a little bit. I uh, was getting taken advantage of out there. I, I felt like what, coming out of the slot by their nickel corner. But still, JSN had a really nice game, 13 PPR points for him, and would have been bigger. I, I thought that one touchdown w w was a catch, Tyler. So, I, you know, I was thinking he could have had a 19, 20-point game if that's the case. So, JSN, it's good to see him rebounding. The only losers here, I think, for me, uh, there's three of them. Tyler Lockett, the most explosive game we've seen from the Seahawks all season, wasn't that involved. You know, he didn't kill you. He got 9.7, but he's not winning you a week. So that was kind of a bummer. Michael Gallup. I mean, no one's rostering Michael Gallup really for a while now in redraft, but like dynasty, like 
you got to hope he, he he gets off this team. Like, I don't know why. He's just not a part of the offense at all. The other bust for me in this game, like, until the very last play, was really the Dallas defense. I mean, yeah. Bland had that – had a good, you know, interception. Otherwise, he was getting beat most of the game, you know. And then, like, where the hell – pardon my French – where was Micah Parsons? You know what I mean? Like – like until that last play where he put the pressure on Gino to close out the game, I mean, I'm sitting there, I've got him in my IDP league thinking that it's gonna be Sack City tonight. And like I'm like, where is he? Is he playing? You know, like what's going on? Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it was not I mean, I told I came into the game thinking, like, okay, if I have somebody in this game, I'm probably like if I have DK. I don't know that I'm pushing him out there and and thinking he's going to have a three touchdown game. Like I'm thinking he's probably going to be like Lockett's game, seven, nine points, something like that, as they kind of try to keep up with this hot Dallas offense. But that defense has been so good. I I mean, what a bummer to start Dallas against a struggling Seattle team over the last few weeks. Yeah. And end up with negative points. Yeah. Negative three is hard to swallow for, uh, a, a team we do an article every week over at fantasy pros and it's about games one it's about you know breaking it down uh by actual games one and how much a player helps you on your team whether they're in or out of your lineup and dallas defense has been one of the fantasy mvps this season and they let people down in a big big spot in week number 13 i think they'll figure it out they have so much depth on that pass rush uh, i think they'll get it cleaned up there and the secondary, man, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to make some mistakes like Deron Bland did early in this game, but uh, he, he bounced back late. He got the interception that kind of helped them get in front and, and, and get back in this one. So uh, great game all, all around, man. And uh, I fucking love football. I love football. <laughs> like th- This is honestly, this is what I, because we've gotten some real clunkers on primetime this year, especially with the injuries. Like yeah, Monday I night. Love- <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the Jets. Like that would have been uh, that would have been a great game Monday night with the with the Bengals and the Jaguars. Be, but now no Joe Burrow, it's not going to be that great of a game. It'll still be fun, you know. I have a lot of Jaguars, so I'll be I'll be you know <laughs> might, might head down to the tavern and have a couple and enjoy it. But yeah, just in general, the, the prime times have been kind of subpar the last couple weeks, and and this has been great. So uh, yeah, sh- shout out to everyone. Great game there. And Tyler, let's go ahead and look forward to the rest of this week 13 slate, which I think it's going to be a great one. And let's uh, break it down here in matchup management. Who you got? Matchup management. Who's it going to be? All right, matchup management. This is how I want to play this this week, Tyler, since we don't have our live audience. Before we get to some questions over at the forum, I want to give you my start of the week or my sit of the week. And then I want a little bit of give me some feedback, whether you're on it, whether you're off it. But more importantly, I'm going to give you some other names and that I think I would start this player above or sit them for. And I, you know, I, I just want to see where you are. How's that sound? Sure. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. All right. Let's start here at the quarterback position. Sam Howell. Listen, Sam Howell, there's a lot of question marks here. I feel like in the offseason with the Washington Commanders, we know Ron Rivera is probably not going to be here. Is Eric Bieniemy going to be back? Will he be the head coach? I think we'll figure that out. 
Um, but he has just a, a great, great matchup this week with Miami coming to town. This is the best offense in the league, yardage-wise, number two in scoring behind only the Cowboys. And I think it's just going to create an environment where Sam Howell, again, is going to have to sling the fuck out of the pill, man. Like, we're talking 45-plus times again, maybe 50. He all, he's been a QB1, what, six games straight now? I, I think he's definitely going to be a QB1 this week and has high-end QB1 up, upside, um, like possibly a 30-burger in him this week. I, I'm very high on Howell. How do you feel about him? And would you be starting him over other guys uh, in that range? Like, how do you feel about someone like Justin Herbert? I would think I actually might might consider Hal over him. Yeah, I mean, I really like this matchup. I always like quarterbacks when they're playing from behind, like receivers. Like when they were playing from behind last week, I mean, Curtis Samuel just lighting it up, you know, for us. I mean, he's had – Sam Howell's thrown for over 300 yards in four of the last five games. You know, like, you you want that kind of production, and especially in a shootout. Like, we were talking about, like, like this game, like this Washington-Miami game could literally be, like, tonight, just a complete bonanza game. Like Highest total 40, on the weekend. Highest yeah. total on the weekend, yeah. Yeah, 40 points per side, like, could be crazy. And uh, so that kind of upside, like, that ceiling alone is worth starting them over, you know, most others. Like, you know, you got, like, Herbert, who's really been, you know, hasn't been that great at New England don't love it you know what i mean like it's a low low scoring game it sounds like you know yeah right you know i i think he's gonna the just the the pure upsides there for that to be big for how i like that's a good call in my opinion i'm gonna throw out a couple more names would you start sam howell over kyler murray because i'm very low on kyler murray this week um i can explain a little bit more if you want but uh, Kyler Murray don't love the matchup against Pittsburgh. I, I think he's gonna be running for his life in this one. And like, he's just kind of like Joshua Dobbs was last week coming into it. Joshua Dobbs had five straight games or, or something crazy of rushing touchdowns. Kyler Murray is three, and and he hasn't really been playing all that great. Um, it's just kind of been the rushing that's kept him up. So, any any love for Kyler Murray? Would you start him over How? No, I wouldn't okay. start Murray over How. Um, I, I'm still waiting to see Murray get it downfield. He hasn't connected hardly on any of his deep shots. Uh, you know, a lot of overthrows on Mark on Hollywood Brown. Like yeah. he just, you know, like you said, it's been mostly the run game. And this, you know, this week he's got a like, I mean, freaking Highsmith, like TJ Watt. Like it's not like like Pittsburgh's not weak when it comes to closing down on a quarterback. So right. right. You know, he's going to have to get it out or he's going to take a lot of sacks and he's going to be pouting on the sidelines. And we know when Kyler pouts, he sucks even more. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm definitely not taking I'm taking Howell over Murray this week for sure. I think I'm a little bit higher on Brock Purdy than Howell. I, I think Brock Purdy's like an auto start this week, pretty much um, for me. You know, he, he's a guy you probably picked him up off waiver. So it depends who you have. But against philadelphia in philadelphia i think purdy is going to step up like that's another high scoring game that i want to be a part of i think uh the, the philadelphia defense against these elite teams they're just not showing up until late in game so i think we could see uh purdy in this offense roll early early so i like him he's kind of a top five play for me uh now that we have dak removed from the equation 
that's that's close. That's closer for me. Uh, Purdy to Kittle is my connection on that on that lineup for the week. Uh, Philly's weak against the tight end, so I like Purdy to hit Kittle on, you know, a good bit of passing. But uh, I might still take Howell on the upside. Wow. Okay. Over Purdy this week, I, I just think, you know, Philly's not awful in the secondary. Like, you know, it's gonna be, and they're not awful against the run. Like it's going to be that mid range game that makes a difference. And so Purdy could be that, but I could also see Philly coming up with some turnovers. Okay. You know, so I just, man, that, that freaking Miami Washington game I'm excited about. Like I'm like figuring out how I'm going to have it on my TV, you know, in Memphis. Yeah. And I would all close one. I would honestly say too, this is like a week outside the top 12. I mean, we, I know we do have six quarterbacks on a bye. But outside the top 12, it gets really like sketchy really quick. Like Jordan Love against Kansas City. I like what Love's been doing. That one's mm-hmm. kind of tough to stomach. Gardner Minshew against Tennessee, maybe. But then you got like Carr against Detroit. I don't feel great about that. Even Goff against New Orleans in 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 the Big Easy. I don't know if I love that either. So it's kind it gets sketchy really quick. So like after freaking like Trevor Lawrence at like QB9 for me, there, there's not a whole lot I love um at the position so start your studs and if you don't have a stud like you're i don't want to say you're fucked but like just like <laughs> it, you're in for one this week honestly man it, it's tough out there by apocalypse it does that to you we'll give you some options later maybe on a, a deep flyer okay all right i like it a little foreshadowing let's talk about running backs here tyler um my running back starts of the week are none other than jalen warren and Najee harris you gotta go back to him Right now, over the last month, Jalen Warren, RB4. Najee Harris, RB14. These guys are whatever you want to call them. I know it's not the prettiest, but right now they're performing like RB1s, and I think you got to keep rolling with them. Over 400 yards in the first game without the tyrant, Matt Canada. So (laughs) we're happy about that. And the Cardinals, man, like this is a team. They are so bad against running backs. It's not even funny. For three weeks straight, Tyler, Either or there's been both a hundred yard rusher and someone uh, of the running back position to score a touchdown. So they're making ends meet. Last week we we saw Kyron Williams oh, and Williams. Uh, we, we saw Kyron Williams and uh, oh geez, uh, Royce Freeman. Sorry, just just the scrub of the scrub. Um, but we saw them combine for fifty two points. Like I think that's kind of what we see here from Jalen Najee. I think you get a little thunder and lightning and. I'm expecting a big things from the Pittsburgh offense. I'm hyped. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to say cheers, okay? Praise that Matt Canada is out. Thank <laughs> the you. The first game without Matt Canada, Najee, who everybody is – I mean, I've seen people drop him, you know, and be like, oh, he's washed. Rushes for almost 99 yards and a touchdown, you know, on like, I think it was like 15 carries. Like I'm strong, strong, you know, like we got to see like how that offense and, you know, Mike Tomlin loves to run the football, you know, we got to see it work, you know? And so I, I love that play. I love it against Arizona. Kyron Williams went for over 150, you know, last week against Arizona. Like it could be one of those games where, Pittsburgh doesn't even have to pass the ball. 
Like they could literally just lean on the running back. Michigan style, baby. Run the show and their defense will hold tight and sack Kyler like four times. And it ends up being, you know, Mike Tomlin is going to mess up and like the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. You know, like it's like crazy to how it all started. Somehow this team's going to end up in the playoffs. That's what we do, man. That's what we do in Pennsylvania, bro. You can join us. It's affordable to live up here. Don't remember that. Now that Matt Canada's gone, I might consider it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Like I would play these guys easily over James Conner, Jerome Ford, uh, all the Carolina running backs. I'm not going there. Um, Like even I I think I'd play him over Raheem Mostert, Washington. I think that's such a bad secondary. I think there's gonna be a lot of throwing that in that game. So maybe not, maybe not, maybe that's too, too, too high, but like Aaron Jones, I'd rather play them over Aaron Jones. If a Chan's active, I'm playing them over a Chan. Like any of those that you would rather, rather go than the Steelers. Look, when you start getting into Miami and I think about big plays, you know, like I think about a Chan busting off two 40 yarders, you know, to the house. It's hard to trust though. He's hard to (laughs) trust. It is hard to trust. It is hard to trust. It's, it's one of those like all risk, like big reward, big risk, big reward or big risk. And just, it costs you your week. But you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on all those calls. Like I'm not, I'm not starting, um, you know, I don't want Aaron Jones. I don't want them against Kansas city. Like I don't, there's a lot of these people that, I mean, you're nailing it. Like I'm not Connor against, you know, Pittsburgh defense. I'm not in, you know, I, I would rather have, you know, and the matchup's just too good. It's kind of like, you know, with when we were talking it's about the how, nuts like, matchup. It's the fucking yeah, nuts like, matchup of the running you backs. Would, you would prefer Purdy over how on the like normal situation, yeah. but the matchup makes you like go up oh, and this is this could be big. Like I could we could see we could see Warren and Najee combine for over 200 yards, you know, in, in this game. Like and and both get in the end zone. Like it could be it's one of those games where, like, you see when you would start Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the same week because yeah. you know they're both going to tear it up. That's that's this week for Pittsburgh. I'm with you. Uh, l- last one, I think I would start them over, and I-, I want your opinion. Joe Mixon. I'm doing it. I'm scared sure. of Joe Mixon. I'm in. I'm in. Joe, I don't I don't even know what they're, they're jo- going to do. Joe Mixon, like, the issue with him, man, is, like, we talked about it last week on the IBT podcast. And I remember on your Friday night show, we talked about it. And I said, I think the volume increases for Joe Mixon. And I think the efficiency goes down. That's usually what you see. You're going to see more stacked boxes. And yeah, he saw more stacked boxes, but he also just didn't have the volume. They only ran 41 plays last week. The Bengals, I don't know if they run a shit ton more than that right now. Like the receiving bailed him out to give him to eight points. And now we have Zach Taylor coming out this week saying we want to see a little more Chase Brown. That potentially takes some of the receiving upside away from mixing and potentially some of the change of pace work. So I'm just a little, I mean, it could be nothing. I also fell for the Pete Carroll, Kenny McIntosh a couple weeks ago. You know, (laughs) I was adding Kenny in a couple of places. That was a bummer. But Jacksonville, man, like the third, they've allowed the third least uh, fancy points to opposing running backs over the last two weeks. So a better defense than people give credit for. And like, I'm scared shitless kind of a mix. And honestly, I'm, I would try to do whatever I could to, to get him out of my lineup 
or trade him. Like honestly, trade him right now. This if your trade deadline is not passed, I think now you have to do it. Yeah, I mean, definitely in this matchup, Foye Aluakun uh, has been a monster. He's all over the field, and I just, there's no big plays here. Like he, like that linebacker alone can get across and stop. Like Mixon's not breaking a forty yarder to the house. Like really, in this game, what you're hoping is that they're slow and methodical, and somehow they can get at, in within the five yard line, and then maybe Mixon gets a touchdown. Maybe, but the like you said, the defense is good. I'm I'm not in on mixing and you know to further your point I mean I don't know that I want mixing like I mean even in the playoffs he's got at Pittsburgh at Kansas City at Cleveland like I mean I'm with you if you can trade him if somehow you haven't hit the trade deadline and people are still hanging on to the work that he's been getting because you know Burrow's out I would try to dish him I'm not trying to keep him in the lineup my brother just made a really good like last ditch trade to get rid of him this week, and I thought it was brilliant. He got rid of Mixon and Jerry Judy, who's pretty much done nothing too. Like you know, very low ceiling for Jerry Judy. He shipped them away for Cortland Sutton and James Cook. I thought that was a brilliant trade. I thought like James Cook at this point he's better than Joe Mixon. Like like he like it or not, James Cook is an RB two, like like a steadfast RB two rest away. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton has been a bona fide stud this season. So, um, yeah, shout out Austin. That was a hell of a trade. I, I don't think he listens to the show, but uh, if you do, I hope you hope you enjoy your your package there. Um, let's go ahead and talk about wide receivers uh, and round out starts and sits here, Tyler. My start of the week is Josh Downs. It did not come to fruition last week. We saw thirteen targets. Thirteen targets, bro. Like if you would have if you would have said last week you can start Josh Downs and you're going to get 13 targets. So I said, okay, I'm doing it every time. Well, he got about nine PPR points from it. So it wasn't awesome, <laughs> but probably no JT in this game. And they haven't freaking rolled him out, which is really peeving me off. Cause I can't pick up any other people and put them on my IRs and in leagues that allow that. But I think with no JT, man, they're going to have to lean on Josh Downs, especially like in some of this short yardage, third and twos, third and threes. Like they got to go out of the slot, work the nickel a little bit. So, I like uh, Downs this week. Any thoughts on him averaging about seven targets per game, 65% catch rate, so he's been reliable. Man, I I like Minshew. I hope Minshew gets his shot. And I know we're not talking about Minshew, but like Minshew can throw the ball. He can air it out. He can get the targets there. I mean, 13 targets, that's, that's great. That's what you want, you know, in any – I mean, and that's been Josh Downs. I mean, eight targets, nine targets, 13 targets, yeah. six targets. You know, the last time that they played Tennessee, uh, Josh Downs had six of six, you know, for 97 yards. So, I mean, like, if it's six of six for 97 yards, what does it look like when he's getting double-digit targets? You know, I mean, I, I'm fine with it, you know. I don't know if I would go Downs over – Pittman, but I do think that no. Indianapolis yeah, yeah. has to throw the ball to be in the game. Like they're not going to run the ball, even though I will say Moss had a good game when they played Tennessee the first time. Yep. Tennessee's run defense is much improved, right? Yeah. And like they've been a steady hoss against the run. I think DraftKings has them, uh, let's see, ha- I mean, ranked top half of the league against the run. 
Um, you know, so the secondary is trash too. Yeah. And they traded Kevin Byard a couple weeks ago to Philadelphia. And he was like the one thing kind of holding the secondary together. And right now they're, they're a top six matchup for opposing wide receivers on the season. So, um, they're getting a little bit better just in general on defense, as you kind of alluded to, but definitely in the run game. So, um, yeah, I, I think Josh Downs is going to be very necessary for Indianapolis to get out of there with a win this week. Um, a couple names, I guess we'll throw out around that range. Uh, who do you prefer him, him or Rashi Rice? We saw the big game from Rice last week. However, at the same time, that was a game, no Kadarius Tony and, uh, MBS was banged up in that one as well. Yeah, I like I like Rice over um, over Downs. Yeah, and it's just bit man the I feel like the uh, the the connection Mahomes likes to have somebody that he has a connection with and he likes to feed them, and that connection is continuing to grow and blossom. And you see Mahomes looking for Rice more often, like but instead of it being like a third read, like he's like a second read and like sometimes a first read. And so that gets me a little excited. I will say, said the only thing, the other piece that makes me think Rice a little bit more is like I don't know, I don't know that Indianapolis has like has to score. Yeah, like they, they, they're going to be pressed to score. They're going to be throwing. I think they throw a ton because of Minshew's style, but I don't know that they're necessarily like they could also come out in this game and try to control the clock, and it be a low scoring game. You know, but I still think he's getting probably at least six to eight targets, Mm -hmm. you know, which is enough to make him a good start, you know, especially if you're looking for like a wide receiver three or like a flex. Um, But man, yeah, I I like Rice and the the connection that he's developing with Mahomes. Okay, we got T Higgins probably going to be active in the in this one. I, I think I would go Rice or Downs over over Higgins. I don't think I can trust he this week, man. It's, it's too risky, especially against Jacksonville. They've been playing a lot better on defense. I think Josh Allen is probably going to have at least like, I don't know what the number is out there, but like for Monday night, if you just need a prop Josh Allen to have, I I imagine the line's going to be half a sack. Take that over. Please take that over. I really think Josh Allen is going to get to get to Browning out there. Yeah. I, that's hard. See, I can't answer that question because I have a lot of T. Higgins shares. And internally, I'm hoping and praying that somehow. But no, I mean, you're probably playing Josh Downs over T. Higgins. I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to go with Browning. I don't know how that connection is going to be. And it's just too risky for me to just roll with it. I've got him in several yeah. of my leagues and he's still on the bench, you know. The other thing I, I just kind of want to throw out about the wide receiver position this week and Keep your head on a fucking swivel. Keep your head on a swivel this week because we have so many people questionable. We don't know what's happening with Chris Olave. Tank Dell's questionable. We know we at the top of the board. You got Tyreek and Keenan dealing with some injuries. They're, they're probably going to go. But then there's guys like Demario Douglas. No idea right now. Marquise Brown. I don't think it's looking good. Deontay Johnson's banged up again. Chris Godwin. Like there's a lot of names here. Yeah. Um, that just just be vigilant about it and just. Have a lot of options. Make sure you're you're playing the earlier guys in your wide receivers and your running back slots, so you have some some maneuverability with your flexes. I know that's I know that's the most basic ass fantasy advice. No, but, no, no, but it's so true. Like, I mean, I go on DraftKings and I like, and I, I say that because we were just on there, and uh, like, I mean, there's 
Hill questionable, Allen questionable, AJB questionable, Dale questionable, Lave, Godwin, Cooper, Hollywood Brown, Deontay Johnson, it's, Jerry Judy, Noah Brown, Demario Douglas, you know, Traylon Burke stealing back from concussion. You know, like it there there's a crap ton of people questionable. And so, you know, it's you always gotta be aware of that, you know, and, and be paying attention because you never know. They could be like, you know, we've seen it several weeks where it looks like somebody's scaring up to play. They've practiced two days and all of a sudden, nope. Head on a fucking swivel, folks. Head on a swivel. Uh, Tyler, let's go ahead and get to from the forum and answer the people's questions. If you're up, stuck, think about what to do. Here in between, we got advice for you. Back and forth all day, trying to pick the play. Let's hear what the boys here had to say. Presented by the Fantasy Football Advice Network. All right, the Fantasy Football Advice Network. And Tyler, this is your platform, man. This is where players and creators, we come together, support each other. We're giving real answers, real advice. Uh, just earlier today, uh, but not too long before I jumped on here, I was in there answering some questions for people. And it's just fun, man. It, it's, it feels so direct. You know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like the person's in the living room with me because I can just, hey, what do you what do you think here? You got a lot of other features there. We can post articles as, as creators and, and uh, all, all the videos and podcasts we're doing as well. So it's kind of taking these different apps, Discord, Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, combining it together, uh, and it's free to join. So so other than what I've kind of told the people, what, what can you tell them about the the advice network and how they can get involved? Yeah, um, go to fantasyfootballadvice.com and sign up and check it out for yourself. Man, this it's been so cool for me. It's it's been a passion of mine. I love community. I love people, and that's what it's made. It's a, it's a fantasy football community. Everybody's in there helping each other out, updating them on their wins, you know. And then we've created a platform for creators, you know, yes. content creators yes. to also come in and have a voice. You know, so many people want to dive into it or they want to try writing and just see if anybody's interested in their stuff. But there's no platform or website that's just willing to pick them up and write. Well, guess what? You can come you can come write and you can come give advice and you can get advice. And like, you know, obviously you get bad advice. <laughs> I might be like, oh, I'm not listening to you anymore. But, you know, that happens to all of us, you know, but it's man, it's just great community. Like that's one thing about the fantasy football. It's so, it brings everybody in, everybody's involved. And, uh, we wanted that space, you know, and everybody's, you know, there's so many news style platforms out there or platforms for you, but there's not many places where you can just come and hang out, you know, but here you can come and hang out, ask questions. We have DMS, we have groups, we have a betting group for those that like props you know, but people are connecting all over the place in the world of fantasy football. And, you know, that's that's what it's about for me. So that's what we're excited about. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's why we even did the free membership. We wanted yes. everybody to have an option. And if you want to pay up for the pro membership options, they're freaking awesome. You know, but you don't have to. You can just hang out with us either way. And you get me on there. You get Seth on there. Uh, you know, tons of creators and, and tons of people that just love fantasy football fantasyfootballadvice.com it's that big name url you know it go over there try it out for free guys um let's get some questions here tyler is roshan johnson antonio gibson or isaiah likely worth picking up off waivers this is from our guy jay za this is my thought on this man like 
Roshan, we saw a little bit from him last week. It, it was great to see that. But there was no Foreman back. Foreman could be back here in a couple weeks. And, like, honestly, if you're competing for a championship, you don't want to ever start a Bears running back, I think, rest of season. Like, <laughs> maybe if Foreman comes back and if Foreman secures it. But, like, I just dropped Khalil Herbert in a league today. I didn't think twice about it. Like, I'm good there. Antonio Gibson, like, he's going to have games. Like, if you really needed a spot start, but he, he's best left on waivers. Like, Isaiah likely is the only name I would consider rostering just because the tight end landscape here, Tyler. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think likely obviously has the most direct path to relevance. And uh, that's somebody worth picking up. I mean, obviously, Lamar likes to get the ball to his tight end. We've seen them be successful before. Um, you know, what was it? Let's see. It wasn't a bad game even when we saw him last week. It, it got going early, and then they kind of just went away from him. They kind of just like shut down the offense a little bit. Like, Yeah, but we were talking about it. I mean, targets, six, four receptions on six targets yeah. for 40 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a nice stat line for a tight end. Like, There's lots of tight ends that aren't getting six targets a game, and that will only grow. So like, if I'm picking somebody off waivers, especially if it's tight end premium, that's likely. I'm not interested in rostering Antonio Gibson. Obviously, Brian Robinson is the the key there. The I might. You don't want interested. the Bears running back. I, I, I know. I, I I know, but I might be interested in Roshan. It was really interesting. So you know, coming into the season, Devont, De, Deonta Foreman didn't even see carries. Like he was a healthy scratch. Uh, even with Khalil Herbert in his second week back, Roshan got like 74% yeah. of snaps. It was crazy. I wasn't actually expecting that. But I wonder, and, and this is where I'm at, I wonder if the Bears are starting to punt, right? Like they're like, they okay. just need to see what they have. Yeah, let's let's see what yeah. we have in our young guys. You know, we 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 spent up for this guy. Uh, we like him a lot. Um, you know, but I here's they did just win though, too. You know, like they're yeah. they're technically not eliminated from the playoffs now. I don't love the Detroit matchup after the bye. I definitely don't love the Cleveland matchup after the bye. But and they have the a bye, stat. and they have a bye. You can't roster them through the bye right now. No, no, you can't. But but here, let me ask you this: You want them for Week 16 against Arizona? Oh, maybe. But I don't think I want to. <laughs> the answer is yes, but I don't think I want to roster him. You're not going to roster him over likely. Yeah, yeah, I. It has to be a little bit of a deeper league. Yeah. No, honestly, I think you are making sense. And like, if I had to roster him over Khalil Herbert now, like if you had to pick or choose, I would take Roshan just because I think you are right that they might be seeing what they have in this guy. I mean, they spent a day two pick on him. You don't spend a day two on a pick on a guy you don't really want to run unless you accidentally get Tank Bigsby. <laughs> Sucks Jaguars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I think in general, I, I, I think you sticking up for Roshan there. I like yeah, and I don't even think you have to force it. Like it's gonna, he's gonna be there. Like they're not playing this week. Nobody's rushing to pick him up. Yeah. If you're trying to get some out waivers, get likely. Obviously, that's instant value. Look at Roshan maybe next week, maybe the week after. I don't think he's really in the forefront of anybody's mind. Like, let me go grab Roshan immediately, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you what though. Uh last night in, in a league, uh my big competitive league like players don't get dropped we're usually rostering like sub one percent players in this one and i swear to god jsn got dropped and ty j spears and it was like christmas on the waiver <laughs> wire like people people are draw 
I, I was in a bid and war for JSN just because I have DK. So I was like, I, I want the handcuff, you know, you can kind of handcuff yeah. the wide receiver there. And I got outbid for him and I got Ty J Spears out of it. And it was like Christmas. So like, you know, <laughs> the, these guys do matter a little bit, but you know, they're depth pieces. So nothing to get too excited about there. Uh, here's an interesting league based question here from Texas Trojan. This guy's awesome on the form. He has some really good questions, not only like start sit questions, trade questions, but like questions like this. What do you all think about having the six seed being the team with the most points forced and not a division winner or next best record? I think this is a really interesting way to keep everyone in your league engaged, Tyler, because honestly, like I'm in a league right now where the guy who scores, the, who has scored the most points forced by a pretty, pretty decent margin he's in dead last he's eliminated from the playoffs and like one am i tired of him bitching about it yeah pearson shut up <laughs> I'm, I, I'm done here and you talk about it but at the same time I, I think this just gives you a little more incentive and like you're never really out of it then i mean we we see that in the real nfl though like that's the one thing about it like i don't mind it it's a creative idea i know some leagues do that style but like I mean, the NFL doesn't do it that way. We don't do it. You, yeah. you got to get the dubs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like sometimes yeah. things don't roll in your favor. Yeah. Sometimes injuries don't roll in your favor. But, you know, also typically in the leagues that I commission, we do a divisional uh, breakdown similar to the NFL anyway. So we're going to have, you know, two buys, obviously. And then we're going to have out of four division winners. And then we'll have two wild cards, you know, so like. Now that's like in a, uh, yeah, like a six sixteen mm-hmm. playoff dynamic. But um, you know, I mean, I guess if you wanted to get crazy and you wanted to try it, this is how I would do it. I would do like a either I would change it to either a five or a seven team playoff. I would give my week my top seed or like the top person person of the of the season one person a first round buy right and then i would let the other six compete i would have my division winners and i would would be in wild card you know that that yeah that's actually not a bad idea at all i i kind of like that you know that's a little new style there and i i I think it makes it interesting and all i'll say for the points force crowd out there too is like you have to get the w because like Everyone will scream points force, points force when they're not in the playoffs. But you could have gotten, you could have had three straight weeks of 200 to start the season and then like a bunch of mediocre weeks after that. You know, like, like that's the one thing you got. Like sometimes you do just get unlucky. Like my buddy Pearson and my, my, my keg league, like dude kind of got unlucky. Like I, you know, but at the same time, like you got to beat what's in front of you and like it counts. So yeah, great question there from Texas Trojan. Here's a question from our guy, AMLS Sports. Uh, half point PPR, tight end, help, rest of season, Dalton Schultz, Pat Fryermuth, or Dalton Kincaid. Tyler, we put out an article earlier this week. I like I like Pat Fryermuth, the matchup this week. Arizona, been very, very friendly to tight ends. However, rest of season outlook, that's a different story. Dalton Schultz has been great, and Dalton Kincaid, he's got that upside, man. So my 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 top value here is going to be Kincaid. Uh, Kincaid has has become quickly what seems to be Josh Allen's number one target and number one read. I mean, he is throwing to him so much. I mean, pretty much like a plus five and a half receptions has been a smash 
on props betting every week. You know, that's usually the line and he kills it. And so in a half point, P, like half point PPR, especially, I don't know if there's any kind of premium, but like a half point PPR, I like him on receptions. Um, and, and, and I mean, yards, he gets, I mean, a touchdown was it every, like, I mean, almost every other week. Uh, I mean, it's just, he's so involved. It's honestly hurting Diggs yeah. and, uh, and gave Davis a, a little bit. I mean, Diggs hasn't been great, you know, on his own the, the last couple weeks, but yeah, man, I, I, I think Dalton Kincaid, like you can't let him go. So yeah, his Cincinnati 11, 11 targets for 10 catches. Now his average yards per catch is like eight, you know, right. so it's not like you're getting deep catches, but you're getting, he's getting peppered so much, you know, like none of these other guys are getting that many targets. Now I will say this past week, I got land blasted again, Seth, because somehow I always just seem to have takes that people don't like. But I liked the Muth going into last week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I play I picked the Muth over several because when he is on the field, Kenny Pickett likes to get him the ball. You know, we're all crying, please get Pickens the ball. You know, please get Deontay Johnson. But like the one guarantee is he's gonna try to get Pat Fryermuth the ball. And so like that's a good high upside play. Dalton Schultz team tends to get really involved when the Texans play from behind. And so when they don't not, have uh, their full assortment of wide yeah. receivers. So it's not a guarantee for me. So, I mean, like, but I feel like we've seen, I mean, out of these three, at least, uh, you know, over the last weeks, Kincaid is the most guaranteed significant workload out of all of them. 100% there. He's in a different tier for me. Uh, a defensive question to round us out here from the Bears. Hi, guys. Kansas City, Philly, or Rams defense? I'm guessing he means this week, and you can't you can't go with Philadelphia's defense against the 49ers. Yeah. I think Kansas City's defense against the Packers, okay, but the Lions just got lit up by them, so I think they're finding their groove a little bit. And then the Rams, man, the Rams, I think, are maybe the, the, the toughest one to figure out. And I, I think they're probably the, the, the play, even though like they're not a good defense and they haven't been a good fantasy defense all season. Like, I mean, they're going to get what P.J. Walker or Footsteps Flacco this week. Like, <laughs> I'll take that. Footsteps Flacco. That's incredible. <laughs> that's that's. Bravo. It's footsteps, <laughs> man. That's what. No, like, uh, you know, I, I'll say this. Matchup driven, I like the opportunity for the Rams. I think we could see. But here's one thing I will say. P.J. Walker, if he if he's the guy, has been serviceable. Yeah, he's – yeah, he is. If Flacco's the guy, I think that they're going to rack up sacks. Uh, P.J. Walker, I mean, he can move a little bit. He's been serviceable. Um, just standard if I was to close my eyes and not really think about it too much, Kansas City has been a plug and leave for me this this year. I mean, for the most part, I have just left them in there where people are like streaming and they have not let me down. I mean, if if you look at points, they have only had two weeks on the season, I guess in standard scoring, under 10 fantasy points from the defense. Wow. And that's kind of what they you actually look have for. been baller. They have. Damn. Yeah, I, I mean, was actually trying to trade for a defense earlier this week. They might not be a bad one. Oh, geez. Right. Sacks. They have had a, at least one sack in every game. 
they have forced a fumble in all but two games. You know what I mean? Like it, their pass rush, um, you know, is really what carries. But I mean that it's just hard. I mean, Green Bay, they're coming off of a hot game, but that doesn't mean that's how they've ran it all season. And so, you know, for me, the Chiefs, I don't really care who they're playing. You know, if you're looking at defense, if I feel like if you can average 10 to 12 points on the defense and it's guaranteed, like you just roll with that defense, you know? Yeah. And especially when it's Sack City. I mean, there's not a single game this season they haven't had a sack. It's a good point, man. Yeah, I if it if this means you have to drop Kansas City to pick up Rams, if you can if you can roster both, maybe I'd still roll out Rams just a little bit more, I think, if it is footsteps. Um, I am with you if it is PJ Walker. I do think I would stick Kansas City. But either way, if you can only roster one rest of the season, it's gotta be Kansas City. I'm with you. Yeah, you got to because listen to Kansas City's playoff schedule. Week 15, New England. Week 16, Las Vegas. Week 17, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, all backup quarterbacks. Like, I don't care if I don't have to play a defense, if I can't play a defense this week. I'm keeping Kansas City, and I want them for the playoffs. I'm with you there, man. I'm with you. Uh, Appreciate everyone there over at the Fancy Football Advice Network. Thank you guys so much for uh, powering this segment as well, Tyler. And let's go ahead and round out the show a little bit of Sure Things Sleepers of the Week. Sure thing, sleepers of the week. And I'm going to feel like a real asshole in this segment because I couldn't even remember the, the name of my sleeper earlier in a different segment of the show. So I'm going to feel like an asshole here soon. But Tyler, I'll let you bat lead off here. We're looking for a play off the radar. Someone maybe people aren't talking about because we got to fill some holes because it's by Mageddon. It's by NATO. It's by Apocalypse. Whatever you want to call it, it's here. <laughs> How can we get through it, my friend? Oh, man, I you know, for all those super flex teams out there that are still looking for a quarterback, you know, for teams that are missing their quarterback because we have by Mageddon, by Apocalypse, as you said it. Yeah. You know, I might be out of my mind. But I will probably throw in my lineup Bailey Zappi this week. You are like just, sick. I know I'm I'm probably I yeah, it's like, you know, uh I don't know if you've seen Longest Yard when they're looking at pictures of the you know, like that's a sick degenerate convict. Like, yeah. you know, like that's me. Like, here's the thing. Zappy, I mean, his see his final season in college. I know this is kind of what has carried him. Almost six thousand yards passing. He threw for a thousand ninety-five yards more than any other quarterback in the NC, like in college football. You know, he threw more touchdowns than Joe Burrow did his crazy year that everybody went nuts. Like the guy can chunk the rock. You know, and he hasn't really been trusted with the opportunity to handle it. But I think New England's now gotten so sick and tired of Mac Jones and his turnovers and <laughs> whatever else is going on, you know, that they're like, you know, and even like they, they threw Bailey Zappi in like what was it the, the other week and he threw a pick, but he was coming in on the end of like 
crap. There was no game script. Like it was like, okay, just go in there. Max obviously quit on the bench already. You know what I mean? Like, so for him to come in and get to start this week, I feel like there's a little confidence there. You know, a little I juice. Think a little juice. Yeah, a little arm. juice. Little little got something to prove. And uh, you know, the matchup isn't ugly. He gets the Chargers. You know, like it, it's the Chargers. They they haven't been great. You know, so it to me, I mean, it's it's a deep deep play. If you're in a one quarterback league, maybe you are playing them just because you have so many on by. Like if it's like a twelve or sixteen team league, you know, um, he's higher in, a, in the consensus rankings than I thought he was. He, he a lot of a lot of people right now have him around the nineteen twenty area, which is a lot higher than I thought he would be. I don't even think he would be ranked for most people. So, um, and dude, like honestly, the Chargers defense, they've been a little better as of late. But like, what happens here if New England comes in here and wins with Bailey Zappi? I don't know if I don't know if uh, I don't know if Staley has a job on Monday. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, they're gonna make some financial decisions over there in, in Charger Land and decide if they want to pay a fired coach because they're cheapos. But uh, yeah, I I I I thought no way when you first threw out this name that I would like actually. And I don't think I'm like I'm not full on board, but I'm not against it, which I thought I was gonna be when you when you first said it. So let me I, give you let me give you this. Okay. Little zip on the ball, zappy. Little extra. So last year, in the two games that he like, or in the first game he actually got a full start. He went twenty-one attempts for seventeen completions, which means he only missed four for hundred and eight yards and a touchdown. The game after that, he then went thirty-four attempts or for twenty-four completions. 300 yards and two touchdowns against Cleveland. So, I mean, the guy can play. Like, don't get it mixed up. It's not like, you know, Jake Browning coming in or, you know, like some, like the guy can throw the football. There was a reason that they drafted him. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't a free agent pickup. So, I mean, like, I, I just, I keep waiting for it. I'm hoping for it. That we're gonna get the zappy, you know. Uh, I mean, he was a deep get for me in Dynasty. I have him rostered in several. Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky guy. You know, right? Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, he's still got the passing record. You know, it's it just. I don't know. The guy can chunk the ball. Okay. So let the ball. All right, a little zip on the ball, zappy for a guy Tyler there. I will round us out, and I think I'm doing it. I'm going back to the well, Royce Freeman. I forgot his name earlier, um, but the Rams, oh, tough. the Rams like this guy, man. Like he's averaging 12.6 carries per game this season. That includes 13 for 77 and one last week. And he's like the best he's ever looked in his entire career, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. That is, that's almost a career high for this guy. Like th the thing you got to stomach with Roy Freeman is that you're looking for a touchdown. So also, I was going to look it up, but I didn't have the time before the show. But I will be betting him for an anytime touchdown score as well. Because that's how he's going to get fancy relevance here. He's nothing in the passing game, but Cleveland is a top nine matchup against the position. They've been getting far worse against running backs. They're getting banged up. Miles Garrett's probably not going to play. He hasn't practiced all week, Tyler. So they, they allowed Javante last week. They allowed Samaj P. Ryan to get double digits. That's all we need. 
Jalen Warren had his career day a couple weeks ago against him, and Keaton Mitchell had his big day too. So I'm in, man. Let's let it ride with Royce Freeman. Oh, God. This, you're such a brave soul. Royce you know, Freeman. I like, I, uh, I struggle with that it's one. It's so I mean, hard to pick running back sleepers this week. I picked the yeah. worst week to do it, but I was like, fuck it. I, I feel the vibes, man. Like, they they fuck with Royce Freeman. Like, he's, he's <laughs> well, that know, dude. I will say this. I was, like, dumbfounded, okay? Like, whenever they you know they brought in daryl henderson you know played him and as soon as they found out kyron was coming back it was like dump like they just dished daryl henderson like he was yesterday's dirty laundry and yeah. it didn't bother them one minute i mean i'm pretty sure mcveigh probably walked in and was like hey man package it's okay <laughs> like you were knew this was coming like you know yeah. but they kept freeman like they kept royce freeman and i was like i was i thought it would have went the other way like i thought they would have kept him Dish Freeman, but they kept Freeman. So obviously they like something. Uh, he's gone 70 plus yards in the last two games. You know, even like last week with Kyron, he still rushed for over 70 yards. Um, you know, so I, I like it as a deep play. Like if you need somebody, like if you got a lot of people out and you need That's a deep the, play. The, I, I've seen some of my friends' rosters this week, some of my league mates' rosters, and people are ripping out A.T. Perry. People are ripping out Miles Sanders. Like, I'm ripping out Royce Freeman ahead of those those guys. Like I, that's kind of where some some people. I'm not hurt as bad as a lot of people. I, I don't have a lot of the teams on by this week that I feel like some people do. Like I don't have a lot of Bears and some of these other uh, other programs that that are not playing this week. But yeah, I mean you could do worse than old uh, Rolls Royce out there. That that's what people. <laughs> do you remember that one year when everyone was taking him in like the third or fourth round and everyone's naming their team like Rolls Royce and he was terrible. He was dog shit. But uh. Oh, that was those were good days. Those were good one, days. One the the one one and done or two and done running backs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just... And, and honestly, man, today was a good day, Tyler. I appreciate you so much for for joining us. It's just around three a.m. on the East Coast. We're, we're plus an hour in, so I think we're going to get ready to wrap things up, man. And this has been an awesome week for us over here at IVT Media had so much fun creating a bunch of different content for you guys and we got about five weeks left after uh, week number 13 and just can't wait to to keep pounding it out with you guys and and having fun doing it man like it's been a blast all season long we're learning a lot together and uh we're just taking it all in together um but tyler but before i let you go man tell us how we can best support you the fantasy football advice network and everything you guys have going on over there man Look, I mean, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at FF Advice Network. You can follow me personally at Tyler Bradley CP. Those that, those things are much appreciated. You know, uh, it's that on all of our social media handles. Uh, but the thing that would help the most or the thing that we would really love is to have all of you great people that are tuning in this show, uh, all, you know, that have been part of the IBT community that I see on the shows all the time. You know, like you guys come over to fantasyfootballadvice.com and join the network. Just like try said, it. Just try yeah. it. You won't want to leave. I promise yeah. you. It's free. Like I said, it's free. If you want to do the pro membership and get some extra features, extra tools, extra things like that, cool. But you don't have to. You can still be a part of the community without ever spending a dime yep. and and just hang out with us. You know, like that. that's what would mean the most to me. Like I joined this space and I, I, 
you know, even built the community because I had a Facebook group with, you know, like 7,000 people that love fantasy football. And they were always asked questions like, but I mean, on Facebook, Instagram, you can't do anything now without getting reels or ads every like three Dude, things. So I can't hard. even scroll through the feed on our Facebook group without seeing crap popping in there. And I was like, man, what if there was just a space without all this other stuff? you know, and that we could just hang out and talk. And so we created it. And, uh, you know, just the community has been killer. The people that are joining it, love it and are on there all the time. And that's life giving to me. You know I mean? That's, that's cool yeah. just to, to provide that for the fantasy football community. So come and hang out with us. Uh, you know, you can DM me on there if you want to, you can ask your questions. I promise I'll try to get on there and answer it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely good times. Good hangs. Good hangs, baby. Good hangs and good vibes here on Feel Good Friday. And like I said at the top of the show, if we missed any of your guys' questions because we weren't live today, and again, sorry we aren't live, but hope, hopefully you're watching the premiere of this and uh, getting that good information that you need either way. But if you have questions, go over to the Fancy F Football Advice Network, make an account, let us know your questions in there, or leave us a comment here on YouTube, or do both, whatever you want to do here. Uh, it's your time, not mine. But uh <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was great, great hanging with y'all again. And uh, we'll be back live on Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, keep it in between. And we're going out with the, with, with the from the forum drop because it's just so damn funky and just so damn fun. Have a good one, y'all. If you're up stuck, think about what to do here in between. We got advice for you. Back and forth all day trying to pick the play. Let's hear what the boys here had to say. Presented by the Fantasy Football Advice Network.